get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. When you hear the five chugs on the guitar, that's yeah. when you know it is time, everybody, yeah. for your weekly dose Ooh. of hot, mm. hot mm. Ludini love. Yes. Welcome, everybody, to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. <laughs> My name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini, coming at you live and ready to rock your Freaking balls off. Yikes. And if you don't have balls, go get some and I'll rock them off. There you go. There you are. Anyways, guys, LudiniRockandRollCircus.com is a website. Check it out for all your Ludini needs. Merch, back episodes, interviews, all kind of fun shit there. LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. RockRageRadio.com. Download the... What kind of app is that again, Mr. Pittsburgh? Absolutely, 100% free. Free. Here, great music programming 24-7. All kind of interview shows and music shows and everything. Great. Uh, Angelina Green is on there. Lily V6. Mm -hmm, All mm -hmm, kind of great mm -hmm. shows on there. Um, Check it out at uh, rockrageradio.com. Download the free app. But don't forget to check out Wolf's Customs uh, online for some uh, awesome awesome uh, custom artwork for your musical instrument needs out there all right guys that is it we are uh, done for the day thank you for listening we'll thank catch you, you later yeah. see you later all right so we're gonna be talking right. about now today's show is a lot of fun um these are uh, our uh, our our peeps our community yes um i said hey guys um throw out an album that like maybe a lot of people never heard of before but mm-hmm. that you absolutely love and so it was a very popular um a topic and we got a lot of uh, responses so we're going to make this like a little series we're going to we're going to yeah. go through we're going to try to go through five of them today if we whatever we don't if we don't get through all five yeah don't sweat it no. we'll just add that to the next one because it's going to yeah. be a little series so we're going to say five and it might <clears throat> end up might end up being three or four depending on okay. how how long we go um these records i have not listened to I uh, I picked up a couple seconds here and there just setting up the podcast, but I really I've not really listened to them. I wanted to go in. So we're gonna fresh. Kind of, we're gonna check them out tonight. Yes, just, nice, we're, good. We're just gonna play. Okay, we're gonna kind of just put the needle down in some places. Okay, kind of like say and what say, we oh, think about it. Okay. And then I pulled up some info. Just and guys, listen, this is a super detailed investigation. Oh. It's a kind of like, hey, this is cool. This is who did it and when they did it. Blah, blah, blah. And you might want to check it out and not like a super like right right you know, so like it's wikipedia just bear with me okay <laughs> i wasn't gonna get like yeah um so we're gonna we're gonna get all, into all that very shortly um very cool mr pittsburgh hey. is here what's up mr pittsburgh hey how you doing everybody how was your week it was really good really, really good. good did you do yes. anything fun um i <laughs> dog sat that's pretty bad when that's the highlight of my uh my week is uh hung out with my uh, daughter's dogs because she was away on business, so that was kind of fun. And you know what? There, you know, yeah, I, I, Lou. You know, I got a cat, right? Lemon. Lemon is her name, and Lemon's sixteen years old, and um, she's very needy. And I, I often make the joke, you know, that's why I'm not seeing anybody right now because I don't want anybody needy in my life. And now this cat kind of reinforces that. But you know what's worse than a needy? Yeah, that went, yeah. what? 
read he's single, ladies. Yeah, baby. Go ahead. How you doing out there? Um, anyway, so uh, the only thing worse than one needy cat is two needy German Shepherd-sized dogs jumping on you while you're trying to watch TV. So that was that was the highlight. Is have my I call them my grand doggers. <laughs> See what I did there, right? But uh, uh, that was kind of fun to hang out there. Thank you, Honky. Honky the clown is yeah. in the house tonight. Your grand doggers. But I was uh, I was going through some old photographs and found some photographs of uh, my army days. Did you know I was in the army? I knew that, but I don't think that yeah, the uh, the was, uh, our audience knew that. I was in the and, army. And uh, thank you for your cervix. Why? Thank you for my cervix. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Anyway, so um, I, I was you know going back and thinking about some funny stories. I remember this one one story. We were out on bivouac. Now, do you know what bivouac is? Um, well, I know bivouacking is when like very rough camping. Like, exactly, like a, it's right. practically like just like almost just like a sleeping bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, we have tents, but it's like training in the field. You don't live in the barracks. You live out in the field, and so we were doing. Um, I think we were doing night driving we were learning how to drive jeeps this is how long ago it was we were driving jeeps not humvees we were driving jeeps okay so it's the 80s and it's starting to get a little dark out and our um our platoon sergeant says hey i need some guys to go back to the bivouac site and get the fire barrels started because it's going to get cold tonight so i volunteered a uh, guy named Stanko. Where can you, are you allowed to say kind of where this was? Yeah, this is Fort McClellan, Alabama. Al- Alabama. Don't look for it. It's not there anymore. Oh, Black Betty, uh, Alabama. Eh, yo. Uh, Fort McClellan. Yeah, so we, um, <laughs> that's a TikTok video. <laughs> the ambulance. <laughs> oh, Black Betty. Ambulance. Got <laughs> the ambulance. That's great. I I'm love, sorry, you're bivouacking. I live. Uh, I love mispronunciation of words. But anyway, so uh, so it's me, a guy named Rockwell. Now Rockwell's real muscular, and he's all. Wait a minute, Rockwell, the Rockwell. No, not the. Somebody's Rockwell. watching no, me. No, 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 not that. Not that no, Rockwell. It's another Rockwell. But he's like all built up and all muscular and toit, right? And then, toit, and then, toit. And then a uh, guy, last name is Stanko. Now, Stanko was from, Stanko. He's from Harrisburg, and he was a complete polar opposite of, he's like, he was like in his 30s. It was like, he just barely got into the army. Um, very, you know, just, he's he was an older guy, right? So we go back to the bivouac, and we're having trouble getting the fire barrel started. We have the wood and the paper and stuff, and it'll start up and then just kind of die Did you have off. an accelerant? Yeah, see, you and I, you can, it's like you can read my mind. But anyway, so um, the, we tried this a couple of times. Can I get the fire barrel started? And Rock- we couldn't start the, the fire. fire. Yeah, exactly. So Rockwell's <laughs> like, hey, you know, we got a Jeep over there. Why don't we siphon a little gas out of the tank and throw it onto the wood? <laughs> exactly. And um, we'll get it started. Like, uh, Rockwell. And now, so we, we, we put some uh, gasoline on the wood, started up. Okay, it's starting to go, but it's still starting to die off again. Now, uh, Rockwell, uh, the, the brainy guy, or the, the uh, muscular guy, not the brainy guy, he's got like a can full of gas, and he starts pouring it into the um, 
uh, fire barrel. Okay. Ooh. Stanko, the older, it's a little, little, right? Stanko, the older, smarter guy from Harrisburg. He's like Rockwell. Don't do that. The 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 flame will travel right up the you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. It's like pissing on electric fence. Yeah, exactly. And Rockwell's <laughs> like, dude, I'm pretty quick. I can I can see what's happening. No, don't worry about it. So all right, so we get the fire. It's going again. Now it's starting to die down a little little bit so Rocco's like or, uh, Rockwell rather uh, is going to did you guys have like shitty wood or did you like I don't like, it probably yeah. okay. probably you know Alabama you know I'm just oh, black man, Alabama. Alabama and uh, so he starts pouring it Stanko again is like Rockwell don't do that don't do it Rockwell you're making big mistake Mr. Rockwell Rockwell bad bad man Mr. Rockwell <laughs> you have good song but don't bad with the fire bad with the fire so uh, with this, Rockwell turns his head to yell at Stanko to oh, shut the fuck go. up, and you know exactly That's what happened. That's when it all goes wrong, when mm-hmm. you're not fucking looking. Yep, yep, and the flame comes up, the, what he's pouring, into the can. Now, <laughs> now, <laughs> Rockwell, again, the, mus- the muscular guy, not the brainy guy, has this can in his hand that's on fire. What does he do? Now, most people would maybe just throw it to the ground and, you know, just let it burn Kick out. dirt on it or something, yeah. yeah. Rockwell. If there is dirt, we got you. Yeah, exactly. Rockwell. <laughs> just blowing on it. Throws it. He's like, ah! And he throws it. Where does he throw it? Right onto the wood pile. <laughs> so now all the wood's on fire. <laughs> but don't worry. We were highly trained individuals. Exactly. I'm like, like, what do we do? What do we do? Rockwell's like, maybe we could piss on it. No, that's not going to do it, bro. Oh, Jesus. Did somebody actually seriously suggest that? Yeah, that was Rockwell. Uh, So Stanko, being the smart guy, he goes, go get your shovel, and we'll just shovel dirt onto it. And we did that, and the guy from, the older guy from Harrisburg saved the day, but we almost burned down Bivouac. Now, wait a minute here. Yeah, sir? Let me ask a question. Yes. What division like what kind of work were you were were all of y'all doing as army folk uh, so my my job skill was military police were they all we all military police no, uh, in this in yeah, this in unit this story, yes yeah. in this okay, unit okay. yeah Whew. yeah i make sure you weren't like you know trying to defuse right i'm a, <laughs> I'm a nuclear <laughs> physicist deactivator <laughs> hey let's pour some gas on it yeah yeah. Hey, speaking of which, I uh, but one of my jobs is military police, <laughs> and I don't mean to scare you people out there thinking that like you're safe in the hands of the military. But anyway, um, one of my jobs was guarding nuclear warheads. Okay, and uh, I could probably tell you where because it's not there anymore. But anyway, I would be in control of the uh, gate shack of people like the physicists, the scientists, the the maintenance people. All they, they oh, would... cool! I remember you were stationed somewhere, and you were like, "Yeah, I can't tell you what, what we were, were you, guarding." I remember yeah. you were like, yeah, "Like There's I'm a guard, warheads, and somewhere, but I'm yeah. not allowed to say yeah. where where you know what we're actually guarding." And I yeah. I figured I was hoping you were going to be like, "It's UFO technology," but it, it was. I still too. can't tell you that. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so uh, I would be at the entry point where, like, you had a civilian badge. You would turn it into me, and I would hand you the exclusion area badge. That way, you know, we knew where everybody was in the area. That Excuse was me while I whip this out. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead. And it's amazing. The people that are in charge of your nuclear warheads 
that come in with you said head <laughs> that come in with Mayberry RFD lunch boxes, <laughs> right? I would just watch these guys come in, and they were the nerdiest <coughs> of the nerds. If if this had been, I bet I I swear to goodness I bet you some of them came in with uh, Star Wars action figures in their pockets. I mean they were just, and I'm like these are the guys that are watching over. Our warheads. Well, those are the guys that invent the shit. It's always yeah, the nerds that figure all the shit out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody, they get their asses kicked in school, but then like now they've got their fingers on their finger on the button. Yep. So you might want to like rethink See, that been nice. beating up on the fucking nerds. <laughs> uh, Betty Joe, you should have blown Wilbur's dick. Because now he could blow you up. I know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny how things turned around. You know what it is? It's the Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <clears throat> that right, so, is, yeah, so, oh, no, I was just saying, that's, that's, all, that's my contribution. That's all it is, ain't no more. That's right. Now it's your turn. Well, I want to tell you a little bit. I didn't have as anything as exciting as Garden Nuclear Weapons this week. Okay. <laughs> so what did you do? Um, well, I uh, watched a couple of... Uh, one... Well, I watched a couple of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just go ahead and get into it. Um... Well, first of all, I want to, and I will, I, I'll probably have this finished by the time we record next week, so I'll tell you about it. But right now, I'm reading a Ray Bradbury's um, Something Wicked This Way Comes. Oh, okay. It's a great Halloween October Ooh. read. Um, takes place a week before Halloween. Um, you know, he's such a great writer. And I, he said they, he said that he wrote, started writing when he was three years old. Um, he was like wow. a child prodigy. Yeah, okay. His mother took him to see, oh, what movie? Did, she took him to see some movie that scared the living shit out of him. Something like The Phantom of the Opera or something uh-huh. like that. <clears throat> and like he was so moved by it that he just, you know, and he's, he wrote every day of his life. Wow. Every day of his life. He never he started writing when he was three years old and never stopped writing. Wow. And he has crazy. published like a gazillion uh poems and short stories. Mm-hmm, there was mm-hmm. the uh Ray Bradbury Hour on yes, television uh, for a yeah, while and yeah. everything, you know. And um wrote um wrote the Martian Chronicles, which mm-hmm. was turned into a film and is considered a science fiction classic. And anyways, uh but something wicked this way comes is very fun. Um uh, novel. He is a very good writer. He's, he wrote a lot of poetry, and you can tell in the writing style that there's a lot of, you know, like sort of really beautiful kind of metaphors that describe things that are going on. Mm-hmm, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I'll, I'll get into that more next week. Uh, cool. But I watched um, a couple of movies. I watched the sequel to The Nun. Oh. So I was really fucking stoned a few weeks ago, no. and I put The Nun 2 on uh-huh. and watched it, and I got in pretty far into the third act and i was like this isn't the nun too i'm watching the original nun <laughs> that's how forgettable the nun yeah. was it was a wow. very forgettable film it was not it was and it really got really got panned by critics um <clears throat> the nun too i will say is a massive improvement over the first movie okay it's still not a great movie oh. <laughs> it's still oh. I, I don't here's the here's the um uh, uh, T- Tessa Tisa Farmesia is in it. Mm-hmm. She is the best 
part of the movie. She's fantastic. Um, there's a character, Stormy somebody, who uh, I know, man, it's really bad for me to not... You know, why don't I just... I, if I only did, there were some I, way... I, made the note, I actually put a link right in the notes. So if I did, only there was some so way you could say get this information yeah, yeah, that, that, sorry, that we sorry, would sorry, like. Sorry, I'm high as fuck, so... No, what? <laughs> no. You're driving. I <laughs> Pull over. Yeah, we're just kidding, folks. We're not really driving. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be... Stoners in cars. Um, oh, anyways, uh, let's see here. The cast starring T- uh, T- oh, Taisa Tessa Farmiga, mm-hmm. Jonas. How would you Bique, say? Bique, Bique, Bique? Bique? Stormy uh, Reed, uh, Anna pa- uh, Pupelwell, Popelwell, and I know, just kidding. And bon- Bonnie Aaron's is the is the nun Valak. Oh, um, she's the, you know, that character. That character is a very cool character, but I don't think that they know what the fuck they're doing hmm. with it. I, and it may not not be a good enough of a character to do a spinoff of, but. Uh-huh. Here we are. We're two. We're two movies into it. Um, it's grossed two hundred and forty-eight million dollars worldwide. Oh. Mixed reviews. Okay. Yeah, and and most most reviewers are saying what I'm saying is improvement. It's still not great. Um, it's um, and, and in any case, um, there is a post credit. Oh boy, should I? Okay, spoilers. In five, four, three, two, one. There's a post credit scene mm-hmm. that. Where the war- Warrens show up, okay, in a post-credit scene. So the, there's obviously going to be a third nun, uh-huh. and the the, the Farmesia sisters will now or are, are going to finally be in a movie together. Oh, you know Tisa Farmesia and Vera Farmesia are mm-hmm. their sisters. Okay, oh yes, okay, yes. and um, so I think that that's kind of fun. It's a f- kind of fan service, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's what it is. This is one of those movies. It, it, they first of all they made a bigger movie. Okay, and they did a really good job. Great attention to things like cinematography and atmosphere mm-hmm. and things like that. As I said, Tisa Farmiga is a fantastic actress. She is the highlight of the film. Yeah, um, she has this like beautiful kind of vulnerability and stuff, and she's really great facial expressions and everything. Um, <clears throat> so she that that's it. Um, the character portrayed by uh, Stormy Reed is completely useless. Um, Stormy's, a, I, I'm sure she's a solid actress. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know if it's politically correct anymore. But you really got the feeling that like, oh, we need a black person to do something uh, or else we're going to kind of like get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So let's put this person in there. It's what it, it just was like. There was, every time she was in the movie, I'm like, she's not really doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um you know, in any case, and so it was unfortunate. Like she has, they mention her backstory for a second. I'm like, okay, well, they're going to cut. No, they nope, never really never never, go never becomes it. part of anything that's going on. Um, <clears throat> that character, caric- caricature, the character could be com- disappear from the script halfway through, and, and you would never like, know. Yeah, you wouldn't even like know that she was gone. Yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, he, it's not. Here's the problem with so many of these, and it's and, and Blumhouse, I think, is kind of like. This is the difference between Blumhouse and A24. Uh-huh. A24 movies, they have some they have their share of stinkers, trust me, they do. But they all have a certain earthiness to them, a certain groundedness to them. They f- they feel like you're they're happening in our world or something. I don't okay. know how to explain yeah. it. Like <clears throat> all the um Blumhouse films are they're too slick. 
Mm-hmm. It's just too slick. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the problem. And like, I don't think you can scare people with CGI anymore. I just don't think like the CGI. There's nothing wrong with the CGI in this movie. Right. There's nothing wrong. It's totally competent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like it's, so. there's no like oh my god. It's like bad 1993 sci-fi channel. No, it's not like that. Nothing like that. It's like no. <clears throat> totally competently done. It's not that. It's just that it's just not effective. It's I I just don't think. I think we've like we've moved on yeah. from it. And I think that most people see that. Like I heard that you know the who the. Um, uh, reviewer Jeremy Johns is you ever watch mm-hmm. his channel okay yeah. and he, he said this he said this and I don't know if he was talking about this movie or another movie but he said this and I thought it was so good he's like he says really he says once you become an adult <laughs> He says, he says, like, stuff like this isn't going to scare you. Right. He says, what scares you is, like, you wake up in the 3 o'clock in the morning and go, oh, fuck, did I pay that bill? Uh-huh. That's <laughs> what's... That's the kind of shit that scares you. Exactly. You know, how am I going to make the mortgage this month? Like, that's the kind of shit yep. that yep. scares you, you know, in, in, in adult life. Um, so... <clears throat> I, you know, you have. I, I think every every horror movie, almost every horror movie I watch, my my first complaint is it's too fucking slick. Like I, mm. you know, like mm-hmm. it, this actually would have been better if there was some wonky stop motion. Like oh some really? Creaky stop motion. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. That would be better, or some like like gooey, nasty. Uh, latex yeah like, right like, it would have practical felt, some sort of practical yeah more like okay we're on planet and i don't know how to explain it yeah i don't know how to explain it other than that um <clears throat> i it's just that like it was it, it's not a great movie and it's not that great of a concept and it's a kind of yawn same thing same mm-hmm. same but uh, they were trying to make obviously trying to make something uh, elevate what they were doing right and um you know uh, you know th- what makes movies like the omen and Rosemary's Baby so effective is kind of like how they make it happen in your mind and you're really right. worried about these characters yeah, like yeah. in Rosemary's Baby you're like really worried about um, Mia Farrow like mm-hmm. you're like mm-hmm. I mean you know like you're you know and there's like not, they're like missing all of that you know in um, in in the omen even though it's completely retarded it is they make you like you get right. caught up in it yeah you know they, yeah you know they just they just it's just how it's shot and everything well i think when you add all these effects in, i remember talking to keith um about the sequel to the the it it part two <clears throat> and how that like this sort of reliance on all the monsters and everything kind of takes away it when i first saw uh-huh. it the special effects in that are jaw dropping like it's like holy crap that's really cool but then I, I have yet to be able to sit through it a second time yeah every time i put it through a second time You're i'm like, like mm. it's not it's not grabbing me mm-hmm. you know and it, i just think that like this there's an over reliance on that and people not understanding I, I talked about a movie a few weeks ago um with the same thing they just went they went too nuts with the cg not that it was bad but it lost its effect right because it was like right. anyways um so um it just so i'm gonna say like kind of thumbs down on this even though it's an improvement from the first one i mean if you're Still a fan nuts. like yeah. i was like i'm like I, chris stuckman uh, he, in his reviews like he's i went into this i just wanted to check it off the box now he liked it more than i did mm-hmm. but that was the kind of thing i'm like okay i've seen all the movies in the conjuring universe we're just clicking it off checking it off mm-hmm, you know i mm-hmm. saw it <clears throat> okay so we'll stop talking about that but i like this one right here yes. and I, this has mixed reviews but okay. i'm gonna say i like i i have to say that i liked uh, the haunting of the queen mary 
2023 British horror film directed by Gary Shore, starring Alice Eve and Joel Fry. Um, <clears throat> this is a British film. Alice Eve, I'm looking looking at her, the whole movie, I'm going, I know her, I know her, I know her. She had a very small role in Star Trek Into Darkness. Oh, okay. She played Carol Marcus. <clears throat> okay. Okay, she's most famous for like changing her clothes in front of Captain Kirk. And that's her, okay. That's her. See, that's how, sadly, that's how I remember yeah. her. Yeah. Um, and she's I, got I, one of those faces, like you said, you're like, I've seen her in something yeah. else. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, I, well, just, just as a side note, like I was so bummed out when they did the follow-up movie to that, and they didn't have her in it, because know. if you know anything about Star Trek, Kirk and Carol Marcus have a like a kind of rocky relationship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they have a son out of it David who becomes super important in, in saving Spock's life I mean it's mm. like you know and so like they just try, they fucked that all up I, I, <laughs> my, my opinion on the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies is completely flipped I, I think that they're garbage the first one is okay I appreciate it but like they didn't earn the right to do con they ha- I, was, yeah, I went to see that and yeah. watch them going like, you that's haven't earned classic. it. You haven't yeah, earned that's... it. Like that is that mm. is the greatest Star Trek film mm-hmm. oh, ever yeah. in all the whole series, both Next Generation <clears throat> and um, original cast, and it is also considered like just a great picture. Period. Like mm-hmm. so many people that aren't Trekkies or whatever, like that's a really good movie. Yeah. <clears throat> in any case, <clears throat> so Alice Eve is in it. So. Here's some. Let me talk about this. This isn't this isn't a perfect movie, okay. but I would give it like a B minus. All right. Um, I would give the nun like a D plus. Okay. Okay. But I would give us a B minus, B to B minus kind okay. of situation. Um, it is the story of this ship called the the Queen Mary, which is a which is a real ship. Sure. And everything. Um, it has some real violence in it, so oh it's my. edgy. Ooh. It's got some real. It's got some. <laughs> fucked up shit in it um but yet it is also a supernatural thing too okay this is kind of like something you don't see a lot and i so i really appreciated this about the movie is the fact that you don't see a lot of these movies where you have the supernatural horror with like the nasty violence Usually, the oh, supernatural yeah, right, right. type movies are all the Blumhouse, very mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of, you know, PG-13. You know, it gets a th- PG-13 because somebody says the F word or something. You know? Right. <clears throat> but um, there is some fucked up shit in this movie. Um And it is it is it is done. When I think I think it's it, I still think it's a little slick. However, they do some stuff that I think. I wish more horror movies would do, especially when they deal with the supernatural. Is it's 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 surreal in a lot of places. Okay. And here's what I, I and, and I, I haven't ever chance to talk about this. And I this is one of the, like one of the things I think is so like really on my mind about horror movies is if you're going to depict the supernatural, mm-hmm. I and even if you're not, even if you're going to depict something like um, a slasher with a you know an axe wielding guy like whatever, right? <clears throat> I think. Making it somewhat surreal it goes a long way because I just think if you actually now or just suspend total disbelief. Okay. But say you found yourself, and I don't care, you know, Mr. Pittsburgh isn't like really a religious person or anything like that. Uh-huh. So it doesn't really have like, you know, believe in God in, in the traditional sense or whatever. Right. But just imagine somebody like that, somebody like you, and you literally did encounter a fucking demon or a fucking <laughs> go- Like, it would seem, it, 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 you, well, your mind would be blown. It would yeah. seem surreal. 
Exactly. And I always think that like, like if you want, actually the way to portray it natural, the more realistically is to add surrealism to it because this isn't about, because it, it would not feel real to you. Mm-hmm. We live in a world of like logic and numbers and technology and like there's no room right, for fucking right. ghosts or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But here you are facing a fucking ghost or a yeah. demon or whatever. Like <clears throat> it's, y- you know, it's going to seem fucking insane. Uh-huh. And I think the way to communicate that in a film is to add an element of, that make it feel surreal. Okay. The other thing about this movie, it's a little challenging. It requires you to kind of really pay attention because it jumps around in time. Okay. Okay. It's taking part of it takes place in 1938. Part of it takes place in, in, in uh, contemporary times. <clears throat> um, you have to, the story is not super obvious. You have to really kind of pay attention and listen to the dialogue and mm-hmm. stuff to kind of pick up on. I was not bored the whole time. I was completely engaged. Okay. I didn't think it was boring or anything like that. <clears throat> it's not perfect. There's some, you know, choices. They maybe would have done something, whatever. In any case, um, B to B minus kind of situation on the haunting of the Queen Mary. Check it out. Let me know what you think Ooh, cool. out there in um, uh, podcast, podcast land. Yeah. Um, Let's see here. Starring, I said, uh, Alice Eve and Joel Fry was released on July 19th um, and August uh, in, in July 19th in uh, in Italy and August 18th mm. in the United Kingdom. And you can find it. I, I'm just I've, I've said, said it every single time. Where do you find it? Get a fire stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look up how to d- install third party apps. You'll see every movie you want. <clears throat> okay. Nice. Um, and, and it has mixed reviews. I'm not going to get into everybody's reviews. Um, I saw, speaking of movies real quick, um, yes. I found it, and I'll, um, I should see if I can find this for you guys real quick. Just, uh, I don't want to get into deep in this, but you know, um, a move, uh, two movies that everybody had an issue with, not everybody, but a lot of people had issues with were, um, Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Those are movies that a lot of people were like, um, just thought sucked or whatever. Well, um, I w- got to. I watched a um, a couple of uh, videos on this channel here, and I'm going to find it for you. Where the guy literally goes, qu- you know, the, he takes every single criticism of both of these movies. He has mm-hmm. a movie on Prome- He has a video on Prometheus, and he has another one on Covenant. Covenant. Mm-hmm. And to my satisfaction, after I watched his commentary on it, I was like, oh, okay, go up. Dude, Did I pass thing? it already? Is it up here? It is. Yeah. Um, Twin Perfect. I don't know what that means, but that's the channel. <clears throat> Alien. Watch the one on Alien. Alien Covenant actually explained, and Prometheus actually explained. Um, they're both about half an hour long. Mm-hmm. If you are, you know, I, I, I like actually enjoy both those movies. Yeah, me too. I think I think some people are looking for things that aren't there. Yeah. But he pointed out something, and this is something to keep in mind next time you're watching a movie and you think characters are acting stupid. Uh-huh. <laughs> And sorry about that. Should I edit that stuff out? I was, uh, I heard a guy, I saw a guy, I follow some podcasting groups on Facebook. And the guy's like, hey, who here add, add, edits out all the breaths? I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> exactly. Are you fucking kidding? I don't add out clear, I don't edit out clearing my throat. I'm who I am. Right. Yeah. But um, in any case, um, um, one of the things you need to keep in mind when you're watching a horror movie or any kind of movie where there is a lot of, Whatever. In any case, it, like horror movie or action movie or sci-fi movie. And, you know, people are going like, oh, you're so stupid. Why did you go into that mm-hmm. thing? Why did you, you know, open that? Whatever. <clears throat> the people in the film, the 
the characters in the film, yes, they don't know they're in a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, he pointed this out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like they mm-hmm. don't know that they're in a horror movie, so they're doing what probably if you really kind of set all that aside, if you could really put yourself into it, you go do like. It too. That's probably what you would do, or, yeah, exactly. or some people would do at least. <clears throat> something to keep in mind. Um, I um, really in, speaking of okay, so something about the haunting of the Queen Mary is, and this is I think this confused a lot of people. This is one of the reasons why I think people didn't know what to do. The the the, the again, spoilers. Okay, here we go. Five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. Um, the spirit, the supernatural entities in this, and I'm not really sure if they're ghosts. Or, I guess they are ghosts. They can do things like hit you over the head, and they can shoot you, and things oh, like that. Oh, okay. okay. So I I recently um, learned that this idea that ghosts are ethereal mm-hmm. is a late nineteenth century correct. idea. Was not correct how ghosts were re- ever thought of by the history up to that point. Right. It is a lot of stories where ghosts completely interact with the physical world and can hurt mm-hmm. you <clears throat> and stuff. The reason they're, they're what makes them supernatural is the fact that they can kind of pop in and out and show up wherever or whatever, right, right. but they're never, they were never not considered completely like real. Like they just, right. just you know, you can see them, they were solid. And one of the reasons why mm-hmm. Stanley Kubrick depicted ghosts as just real people in the shining is because he did his fucking research yeah, and he's and yeah. people ask him. He's well, <clears throat> why didn't you make them like? Because you know, and he's like, not a well, floating he's, if you apparition. Study it, people you can that have see actually, through. Yeah. yeah, in fact, a lot of people who see ghosts now will say, I don't. You know, they'll they'll actually kind of question it, and they'll say, well, I don't know if this is right, but like it didn't look right. I couldn't see through the person. Like I actually saw the actual yeah. person yeah. completely. <clears throat> no, that's okay. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. So. Yeah, and anyway, so I just thought that was kind of interesting aside. So yeah. if you go see The Haunting of the Queen Mary, don't let that confuse you because they're doing ghosts in that way. That's right. all. Um, so I'm still um, learning music uh, after all these years. Sure. I just, uh, um, so I just wanted to mention a YouTube channel really because this is, this is interesting because uh, I love Amy Nolte's channel. She's really good. Um, very attractive lady too. Oh, I have um, to look her up. But she does... Um, she her, her, in the beginning she was kind of like vocal coaching. Okay, you know. Yeah. Um, her kids are very. She has them on once in a while too. They're uh-huh. very talented musicians as well. <clears throat> but um, she has a series on jazz improvisation, and you know I studied with different jazz guitarists, and I've you know read tons of books, and I've had all kind of video courses over the years and everything. But the way she explained it, and the way she did it on her video on how to play over rhythm changes just kind of was like oh oh i yeah. get it yeah it made sense i'm like one of one of the things that like i've been intrigued with i got bit by the improvisation bug <clears throat> at a ver- very early age in my in very per- early part of my journey as a musician mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so one of the things that became intriguing to me is like how do you connect all the notes you know, mm, and that's really mm-hmm. what it is. You're just taking a little journeys from this note to that note. How right. interesting can you make it? And, exactly. You know, and some things work better than others, and why? 
Uh-huh. So I'm like always like digging into this. And so she got, I'm not going to get too technical into it, but she has a way of explaining things. And as you study this, you start to find out that there's a lot of different ways of thinking about it. And all the guys that were really good at this, you very often brought in there. We're using combination of different approaches and there really is no one right way of doing it. absolutely fascinating. Um, real quick venture to circle back to movies for a minute. I also learned <clears throat> this week that like I um that the raptors in Jurassic Park are back to movies for a minute. <laughs> I promise we're getting into the uh albums yeah. next. But um the raptors in Jurassic Park, okay? So so this has been highly criticized because okay. they're like raptors are actually about the size of a turkey and like they oh. actually would not really be a threat to a human. They would it could injure you. Yeah. But the idea that they would kill you and eat I'll you bite your kneecaps. <clears throat> Yeah. wouldn't um isn't really a thing um and um so, so this has been a criticism of like you know his raptors are wrong he's he heard his, i've heard this over and over and over and over the raptors are not wrong the prob the the issue is the name what happened was mike and, and michael Crichton and steven spielberg actually talked about this but when michael Crichton wrote the book um and by the way i i this is a book i gotta recommend to everybody if you've not read the jurassic part book you should because the jurassic park book if they would have made that into a movie yeah. that would have been a hard r mm. hard r it's mm. a horror story it is not yeah. <clears throat> it's not like oh dinosaurs oh wow like the kids and that like it is like that's just like they're kind of like in the way you know it's yeah. it isn't really about that it is about like the absolute horrors of human beings fucking around and creating these are literally monsters mm-hmm. in any case so the the the, the dinosaur that it is that that are called Ra- velociraptor in the movie are actually uh, the actual name is deinonychus uh, which is a lot bigger than than velociraptor it's has the same it's from the same family of dinosaurs just much bigger it's it has that crazy claw on the foot that will lay and these would absolutely kill any human being mm-hmm. if they had a chance to <clears throat> Um, um, they, yeah, and, and they probably, and the difference is, you know, we know now that like a lot of dinosaurs had, had feathers, not every dinosaur. Okay. You know, there's a debate Yes. that it's not like so many people are like, yeah, the b- birds are dinosaurs. Well, that's not, not everybody, but not every scientist agrees with that, okay. by the way. Just, just as an aside, but anyway, so yeah. But he, he, him, and Steven Spielberg talked about that, and he was like, when I wrote the book, he was like, I just thought Deinonychus was like a dumb word mm-hmm. that people weren't going to remember, right? But Velociraptor sounds way cooler, yeah. You know, <clears throat> everybody knows what a raptor is, so he just he so he just used that instead of, um, and the book is very well researched, like Michael Crichton, like really fucking smart i've read i read several of his books they're all fantastic I pick up any of them you'll enjoy them um but that was just that was like a uh, an artistic choice he made okay it's not a real story <clears throat> it's not a true story you know it's a it's well a, the whole thing about the raptors now may, maybe makes sense because like when i was a kid i don't know about you but when i was a kid i loved dinosaur i had all kind of dinosaur books and blah 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 and then years, and I knew all the dinosaurs by their names back then. And then all of a sudden, this movie comes out, and I'm like, "What the fuck is a raptor? I've never heard of that. I thought they made it up just for the movie, but okay." Yeah, it's a real. It's a you know, it was a real dinosaur. 
but like you said, it wasn't a Tyrannosaurus no, Rex no, or no, 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 no. There or is some. Um, the, 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 yeah. the family of raptors are are actually there's even ones that are about the size of a squirrel. Really? You know, so they go from that to one, there was the one called Utah Raptor that is about the size about the size of Allosaurus. Oh, okay. Which is a really big Yeah, big one, yeah. Did you ever see... Okay, we're going to digress for a second. Oh, sorry. And if you've not even watched Nerd. it in a while, Mr. Pittsburgh, you should watch it. Yeah. Valley of Guanji. Oh, I haven't seen that in you know, you know, You know the movie yeah. I'm talking about yeah. where they find the, the cowboys and... It's like cowboys and dinosaurs. Yes. Yeah. But that's an Allosaurus. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, well, it's about, it's dude, I know what an Allosaurus is. Yeah, it's like a, it's a little bit it's bigger sm- than an elephant. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, but but, um, <laughs> uh, but that's and that, that's Ray Harryhausen doing those that stop motion mm-hmm, shit. So mm-hmm. neat. Yeah, it's so yeah. fucking good. Uh, anyway, so um, that's a little bit about what I've been up to last right. uh, week or so. Um, so let's gonna let's go ahead and get let's in, get right to it. Let's get into some music here. Now <laughs> the, right the first. Uh, pick we have here yes. is Your Body Above Me by the band Black Lab. Oh. This was picked by Jared Grease, who is a guitar student of mine, who oh. was a former guitar student of mine. He lives in Nashville now. He's very successful. Awesome. He got a really sweet wife and um, oh, nice. uh, um, cute dogs. He's like, seems, like he's, seems like he's doing well. He seems very happy. Yeah, what kind of <clears> guitars <throat> he got, though? He's got Les Paul. I like him. He's got a couple. I think it's Telly. He's got, I I'm like sure him. He's got less more. He's a well-rounded um, Your Body Above Me is the debut album by the alternative rock band Black Lab, released on Geffen Records, uh, 21st of October, 1997. Featured two radio hits, Wash It Away and Time Ago. The album was also simultaneously released as a three-sided vinyl LP with a press of the album artwork on the fourth side. It was mm. a released outside of America in January of 1990. The band split with Geffen in 89, and we don't need to get into it. But that's who Black Lab okay. is, was. Um, now, let's go ahead and jump over, and we're going to kind of just peruse the tracks. All righty, then. This first song, I'm pretty sure you're going to, once you once you start, I think you're going to go, I, th- I remember this song. In fact, I told you I gave Jared guitar lessons. I think that we learned. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. 
wash. So the opening track is Wash It Away. Mm-hmm. Let's hit a couple more. This is She Loves Me. Some string stuff in there. Mm-hmm. See? Mm-hmm. Static bass line. The guitars are yep. traveling over that. Creep down to the water a good pick like this is a good mm-hmm. record like yeah. so far like so uh, far let's like try them. x-ray all right We've got some electronic stuff going sure, here sure Very kind of tight and compressed snare drum sound. Um, but this is a record like I definitely would have rocked out to oh, in '97. Yeah. Uh, this is, I think it's good. Uh, so far, I'm digging it. Kind of shoegazy, dreamy, mm-hmm. trippy here. That sort of like melancholy uh-huh. anthem anthemic yeah kind of thing that like you know um, do you remember the band um, well, there's a lot of bands that did that like mm-hmm. I mean like it was a kind of a fuel had songs sure. that had that type of thing in it like kind of very heartfelt mm-hmm. that's time ago let's try can't can't keep the rain. Feedback, starts with feedback. Never go wrong, start with feedback. No, no. 
four on the floor rock and roll thing mm-hmm. here. They make good use of dynamics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's places where different instruments drop out. Right, Different things right. come back in. Exactly. It's big. You know, it's all like the same thing. All the way Let's pop like more towards the middle of the song. Sometimes I shout a lot. There's things I know how to say. Yeah. Sometimes I get scared. I just get carried away. Well, I call your machine just to hear your voice. I know you're listening Uh, let's pop up over to Sleeps with Angels. Wah pedal. Mm-hmm. So, lead guitar in the right channel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of get this is a kind of a cool, like soulful, getting busy kind of groove. Yeah, it is. Do you know the song by Joe Cocker, You Can Leave Your Hat On? Oh, yes, has that kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah there you go. Uh huh. Cool, the punk rock kind of thing going on here. Uh huh. I like it. This is, bring it on. Has <laughs> that? That flatted fifth grinding. Ooh, grinding. Notes. Cool. Um, good pick, Jared. Oh yeah, digging it. I, Fun. I just, I just put real- that into my notes so I can li- li- go back and listen to the entire album. I now, really like that. Okay, cool. Let's move <clears throat> on. This was picked by a uh, by Chris. Peg. Mm-hmm. This is a band called Simon Says. I've never heard of some Black Lab. I'd heard of Simon Says. Never heard of mm. Simon Says is an American rock band from Sacramento, California. In 2001, they changed their name to 
key to arson, mm. and they broke up in 2004. They should have stuck with Simon Says. Yeah. Um, Simon Says reunited and started a Facebook page. Wow. Okay. They really did a lot. <laughs> they broke up, changed their, they, they changed their name, then they broke up, and then they started a Facebook page. Oh, well, there you go. They're well-rounded. Uh, a group of high schoolers got to start playing high school auditoriums in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got signed to Hollywood Records in 1998. They released a major label debut, Jumpstart. Uh, we are going to listen to Shut Your Breath, which is, that's a cool name, right? Shut Your Breath. Oh, sh- oh yeah, Shut Your Breath. Tin B. Ah. Yeah. Uh, again, with that type, same that half step up. Mm-hmm. confess this is a song i did listen to some of today yeah as you can see i already have the like on it tell me what you what you hear in this i know the second i heard the singing i was like it reminded me of a a very 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 famous band sounds like trent reznor okay yeah um yep. and you know it was funny is like tre- the, the nine inch nails were like let's make the keyboard sound like the guitar and <clears> let's <throat> make the guitar sound like keyboards <laughs> they're crazy and these, yeah, and these guys like the guitar sound like the guitar <laughs> mm-hmm. let's
really interesting choice of melody and stuff like that. Like they're they're like reaching to try they're doing something different. I appreciate that. I think it's mm-hmm. good. Um, I think it's heavy. I like it. Yeah. Now, um, just real quick, just so you understand what's going on. Um, some of these have uh, the official album on YouTube. Right. And you and they have each song. The track listing. This yeah. is somebody has uploaded this. The entire and album. it's like the all all this yeah, the whole you yeah. know, so we're just kinda peru we're just kinda scrolling through and getting a, getting a you know it's a like taste. setting the needle down. Yeah. Like a taste. Uh, that's wrong. <laughs> I'm not playing your song right. I apologize, Simon says. Um, I think these guys are. I think this is cool. What do you think, Mr. Pittsburgh? What do you? What I do you like it. It's really nice, hard driving. You know what I mean? I think it's different enough from Nine Inch Nails. You know, I don't think mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's a um, copy of Nine Inch Nails, right. but they're definitely you could. They're definitely influenced by Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. They like the key of B. Do they now? Maybe that's where his vocal range is. So they kind of stick around B. They appear to be in standard tuning too. Uh Uh-huh. They like to swear. I see that now. So he changed it. Mm-hmm. He's playing a riff there that kind of like echoes or kind of plays off of the lead vocal. Let's listen to that. Right here. There it is. Oh, okay, yeah. Almost cool. like something Steve Stevens might do. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. cool. Sick. 
I think the song is called Blister. If you scroll through, you do get the names. The names a little bit. They put them on screen for a second. A very kind of um, affected, filtered vocal sound. The mm-hmm. drums sound mm-hmm. kind of dry. I'm sure there's reverb. I know that there is. Yeah. But um, that's a really kind of that vocal sound. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's got it. He can scream. There he can. <laughs> Woo! You know, I was thinking about. I had uh, posted something on in the. I'll put this on the background. Um, I had posted something in the group this week, uh, or actually, I think this morning. Uh-huh. Um, high singing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Equals good singing. Like fast guitar playing equals good guitar playing. Mm-hmm. And let me clarify. I had to go and clarify because people thought that I was putting down people who sing high. That's not what I was saying. People who, just because you ha- you can sing high, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you're doing anything worth listening to. Right. <laughs> just yeah. like just because you can play fast on the guitar doesn't mean or you can play fast on the drums doesn't mean you're playing anything and anybody wants to fucking hear. Exactly. Yeah. That's all I was trying to say with that. Um, and it got me thinking about this. This guy absolutely sings high and sings what I want to hear. And it's Giddy Lee, mm-hmm. but he he really kind of dropped that sound. Like in a in a nine. By the time they got to the nineties, he was yeah. really kind of yeah. getting away from that. Um, he was getting away from that even even a bit in the eighties. But uh, um, um, but like, I liked when he sang in that upper range. I think yeah. it was part of what gave Rush their. You know, exactly. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, we can't do a podcast while talking about fucking Rush. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, um, so but I loved that. That he could get up there and he would sing mm-hmm. like that. I thought it gave Rush their edge, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw a more recent, not that recent, but from this century, um, video, and I'm you probably own it. <laughs> it's R40 or something like that. Oh, of course, yeah. And or and they are they do working man, and I'm watching as a vocalist myself. I'm like totally keyed into like mm-hmm. Getty Lee and what he's singing and watching him sing and. Um, he hits all the notes. However, his voice is different. Yes. It's very yes. different. And I was watching him sing, and I was watching how what he was doing with his mouth and stuff. And he was creating in his space, in his pipes, uh, the uh, 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 sort of feeling of a yawn. This is a technique that vocal coaches teach oh, you to yeah, do, yeah, to yeah. sing high, is to sort of, if you could find that feeling of kind of a yawn mm-hmm. and it allows you to kind of just let it float without putting too much pressure on it um and he doesn't sound like but he looks awkward doing it um and right. it was just like it was just like you know he's you know he, you know like he's been they tour constantly yeah. i mean well they're they didn't tour constantly but they would tour for long periods of time mm-hmm. um 
you can't take breaks like that on tour. Here's why, real quick, just real quick. The reason you can't do that <laughs> is because um, payroll. You have mm-hmm. folks, you have, like a band like Rush, and even a band, especially a band like Rush, Kiss. Oh, yeah. You know, they they have to take their production with them. Exactly. So if those guys aren't working on a night, they've got to put them up and let mm-hmm. everything. You know what I mean? That's like a a lot of fucking money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like there, it's it's more economical to play as many shows in a row as you can. Exactly. Um. Anyway, so let's move on. This is a cool band. Simon says, "Shut your breath." Let's head towards the end of the record a little bit, and then we'll move on. They um like drony dissonance in places too. Um, he's a good screamer. He's got a good voice. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're also kind of doing the melancholic anthem kind sure. of thing in places, in yeah. places, in places. I think that that really came about in the um as part of the 90s sound thing yeah yeah Yeah. and it's like it's now it's in music it's just there um this is this is pick i've not listened to this is the most interesting title on the list yes hal aaron cohen who's been a guest on the podcast a couple of times uh picked this Mm -hmm. um volume three this is the name of the album volume three a child's guide to good and evil oh the band is the west coast pop art experimental band okay yes uh this is some crazy this is some hippie shit yeah thank <laughs> okay, you. here we go um well look at the release date yeah okay okay volume three child's guide to good and evil is a fourth album by the american psychedelic rock band west coast pop art experimental band or wcpaeb mm-hmm. for oh, short just rolls <laughs> just rolls off the tongue uh there was released on reprise records i remember records that were on reprise yep. records in yep. six in may of 68 dudes. dudes uh by the time the group uh commenced recording volume three guitarist danny harris uh uh, had excused himself from the band, reducing their numbers to a trio. As with their early work, the album saw the band continue to blend psychedelic influences and complex studio techniques and was marked by a bizarre fusion of bizarre. innocence and malice in the lyrics. Mm. Uh, this was their most ambitious music to date. In the striking cover art by John, John Van Hommersveld. Yeah. Uh, yet it failed to sell significant copies copies to chart nationally uh in more recent times the album has been considered the band's most accomplished work Hmm. a masterpiece of the psychedelic genre my so i am very interested yeah let's see what this i gotta like check this shit out here we go evernote always has to put us a page in between here we go Mm -hmm. This, this, track, <laughs> this track is called... Oh, you're going to love this. 18 is over the hill. Oh, jeez. Antique white lace A plastic face A tinfoil place An empty space You were so hung up on yourself And nothing else I like too much, but rain the power of my brain. 
So one of the things Mr. Pittsburgh and I noticed right away was um, the guitar riff is split between the right. two channels. It starts on one channel, then there's a, it kind of echoes itself onto the other channel. You can't change me into something that I'm not. I like Um, choir-like vocals. Yeah. You know, definitely psychedelic. Uh, that is 18 is over the year. Here's In the Country. Hmm. San Francisco is dead. In L.A. no one's on the street. Let's go off on our own. In the country. All our friends will be there. It's um, it has that Sly and the Family Stone bass sound. Listen. Uh, yeah, kind of like a little distorted, a little yeah, dirty still, there. Yeah, distorted, yeah, real dirty. Nice. It's called In the Country. Very cool. Here's Ritual Number One. Oh, as opposed to. I was wondering when we were going to hear sitar. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. like the, we had to get to the third song. Yeah. So it's like kind of a drum solo. It's a two-minute song, and part of it has a drum solo. Nice. This is a cool. I, I recently watched a mini documentary about psychedelic uh, psychedelia uh-huh. and how like uh, this era with um, these psychedelic rock bands like this was just a small part of what psychedelia was about. Psychedelia actually had started in the fifties um, with you know just people kind of you know doing experiment like when. Studio techniques started to kind of develop when Les uh-huh. Paul started created yeah. all that stuff. You know, people started to immediately play around, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and come up with some cool shit. Um, that is ritual number one. Let's check out our drummer something. Our drummer what? Our drummer always. Ah, oh, Lord. <laughs> ah, the titles are great. Our drummer always plays in the nude. So this adds to the visual component as you're listening uh, to the music. Huh? I like very comfortable girls who are straight, but not- 
I like very comfortable girls who are straight. Is that what he said? I believe so. Who are ready for new adventures? Ready for the altogether unexpected. I'm kind but not too gentle. I'm gentle but not too nice. I'm gentle but not too nice. There you go. You find the right When you find the right girl, you need some magic and secret potions. I don't think that, like, that's how it's... I don't think Are you like, sure you would yeah. like a drink? <laughs> I was going to say, Bill Cosby probably listened to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, those are right in the song. Oh, but not quite. Okay. 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 Before we get into trouble with that one, let's move on to the next song. As the world rises and falls. Has a Donovan kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Now, this song right here, I could definitely dr- drop acid to. <laughs> No problem. Not a problem. Let, let's, there's the title track, A Child's okay. Guide to Good and Evil. Here we go. Babies will bite us, and rats will run up your legs. That was unexpected. This is a child's guide to good and evil. Wow. Well, you know, co- be honest with them. I, I, I'm looking at the cover, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm getting a Silence of the Lambs kind of vibe. Wow, you are correct, sir. <laughs> Sort of sounds like sitar, but somebody going very 60s. At the same time, yeah. you know. Um, 
There's okay. so many to choose from. I know. There's 14 well, tracks. Yeah, we're not going to... Okay. I just, some of these titles are kind of... I just want to hear... Okay, this is only a minute and a half long. Okay. Listen to a minute. Anniversary of World War Three. Oh. The titles are very intriguing. Yes. <laughs> hello. That's me. That's... Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Really? Is it all silent? It's silent. Wow. Okay. All right. Got us. All right. I got it. I got it. Okay. How you, you sneaky you son of a bitch. Son <laughs> of a bitch. I'm going to, I'm going to type in the comments on this thread that like my favorite song on the album <laughs> was the history <laughs> the an- of anniversary, World War. Yeah. The anniversary of World War Three. <laughs> This is called 1906. Circus keeps flashing. Interesting. Oh, a little spoken word. Hal, I think you have the most interesting, yes. unusual uh, pick on the list for today. Definitely. Congratulations. <laughs> wow. The anniversary of World War Three. That's my favorite <laughs> song on the album. <laughs> I appreciate what they're doing. Yeah, it's not yeah. really grabbing me, right. but I get what they're doing. I, I get totally it. get it. Yeah. This is a band um, uh, picked by Carla Jean, who is my cousin. So oh, thank you, okay. Carla. Founded at the University of New Hampshire in 1993, Percy Hill originally consisted of guitarist uh, Tom Powley and Joe Farrell, keyboardist Nate Wilson, and drummer Tim Levy, percussionist Zach Wilson, and bassist Jerry Hill. Hmm. Uh, Polly and Farrell tackled most of the lead vocals. The young group quickly recorded Setting the Boat Adrift and began gigging steadily in New Hampshire, Vermont, and Massachusetts. Levy left the band and was soon replaced by Dylan Hallisey in 96, not long after the release of Straight On Till Morning. Hill left the group to become a father and was replaced one year by Moon Boot. Lover, Ooh. bassist. Oh, 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 he was in the band. Yeah, the bell cow. I was gonna say that's a bassist, interesting well, yeah. name. Like yeah. Moon Unit, right? Right, right. Um, the lineup featured a double uh, uh, feature ninety seven more than half of which was recorded at a performance in Boston celebrated uh, Paradise Rock Club. Um, the band underwent a major lineup change. So they're banned from. Uh, New Hampshire, originally okay. you know, the north, the northeast. Way up there. Uh, they've been compared favorably to Steely Dan. For oh, several okay. Reasons. So I okay. have not listened to this at all. So we're gonna go and pull take them up and to take Percy a listen. Hill. Yes, yes, yes. Here we go. Color. Um, slow down. Seven down. The album is called Color in Bloom. Right. Um, and it looks to me, this is another one of those, there is no separate tracks like put out. So we're going to do our best here. So cut us a break. Quickly, sort of reminds me of what Jamiroquai might have mm-hmm. done a few mm-hmm. years later. Save, 
Guitar solo. Silly Dan reference. Yeah. Catching end of one song into another, so we'll get the. That's the thing with the, some of these guys; they don't have um, the the band, the band isn't like mm-hmm. big enough for whatever. Somebody they won't. Yeah, yeah, somebody just uploaded the whole album, which is we can still get there. Um, kind of sped up, um, Black Cow by Steely Dan. Yeah, these guys are really fucking good. This is a, yeah, they're, they're fucking really sick. Smooth. Let's I let's move it. forward in the album a little bit. Kind of dreamy, trippy. Yeah, man. Yes, this is a uh, Venus Fly <laughs> The guitarist is not breaking the rhythm at all. He's mm-hmm. sticking like mm-hmm. right in the pocket. This is a record oh, I'm going to have to cool. get into a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Some of the comments here in the video, 
Incredible album. Still holds up front to back. Somebody says this is an alternate take. And it sounds awesome. I don't know what that means. Mm. Uh, Percy Hill have the uh, same sound as Tower of Power. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, it's... Vocoder. Mm-hmm. Or Talkbox. I don't know. Nate. That kind of sound like a Talkbox. With like a cleanish kind of yeah, sound. Yeah. So it's like a kind of a jazz guitar solo Talkbox. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely have to investigate this further. I really like this yeah, record. It's very cool. Good pick, Carla. Soggy weather. Soggy weather skunk. Um, this one, and here's how we did this. I just took the as people replied. I picked the first five. Yes. So, so no, there's so no favoritism here. Reply but, early. But, but this happens to be the one that Mr. Pittsburgh, <gasps> aka Pittsburgh Kevin, picked. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yes. And so let's well, before we before we listen to it, we have to do our we have oh, to yeah, give yeah. the the background. <laughs> we have to kind of give the uh, right. Uh, I'm I, I'm taking this moment to close a a few couple, extra yeah pages. It's, it's crazy this i've got like i i look like a go. freaking woman women did we can see a woman's computer's got like 89 tabs uh-huh, open uh-huh. and it's like yeah, what the yeah. hell voice of america is the second uh solo studio album by little steven and the disciples of soul yeah released on may 7th 1984 four weeks before bruce springsteen released born in the usa this album uh, the reason that's important is because little steven van zant is the guitarist for in the East Spring, Street, in the East Street yeah. Band, and him and Bruce Springsteen have been friends forever. Uh, this album tr- uh, traded in the horns and R and B influences of the previous Men Without Women for a raw garage rock sound. Mm-hmm. Politics came to the lyrical forefront with uh, the general theme being opposition to Reagan era's mm-hmm. American foreign policy. Which, by the way, turned out to be right because the wall came down, yep. <laughs> and communism was over. So exactly. you can take that for what it's for whatever you want that to mean. Uh, we're gonna kick in here, little Stephen, uh, this Voice of America, uh, and that's the title track, right? It's the first yes, track, right? Yes. Okay, here we go, here we go. And Mr. Pittsburgh, feel free to talk about this. I really like it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. 
This was, that's the title track. This is right. called Justice. Definitely the most 80s sounding it is uh-huh. an 80s album uh, on the list so far. It is, um, I mean, like the production is just like very. I did hear this record once. Uh-huh. Um, a friend of mine in high school, not you, uh, Steve Guthrie. Oh, okay. I uh, got it and we listened to it once. Um, but I haven't, that was the only time I'd ever heard it. Uh, let's try uh, Checkpoint Charlie. Okay. Yeah, a lot of the songs very political. Those of you who don't know, Checkpoint Charlie was where you crossed from East Berlin to West Berlin. Correct. Okay, it was sort of like the wall mm-hmm. between communist Europe and not communist Europe. Communist Europe and socialist Europe. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Aren't all that different. Um, so that's, and so this is, but okay. So why don't you talk about this? Because this is your pick. So um, uh, I was trying to, uh, today when I, we decided to do this podcast, I was like, why did I even get this album? And I think what it was is uh, watching like Friday night videos or something like that or Up All Night or something. They played his video for Undefeated. And I really liked that song. So We'll listen to that next. Okay, yeah. so I went out, got the cassette. And this is I was in the Army at the time. So a lot of these things kind of rang true to me because I was working for the government, blah, blah, blah. And I literally wore out this cassette because um, I listened to it all the way over. I was stationed uh, in the South Pacific, so leaving continental United States and going over to the South Pacific. I listened to it the entire flight, the entire time I was stationed out in the South and Pacific. And what format did you listen to it on? Cassette. And what kind of device were you listening to it on? Uh, Walkman. Uh, walk, the Sony yeah, Walkman, Walkman revolutionized music in a I lot of ways. I couldn't yeah. believe the sound yeah, clarity. Yeah, when, when I people first heard the Walkman, like, oh my God, it sounds amazing. What, what was his name? Um, Herbie Hancock. 
He yeah. was like really like a big proponent for it. He's like he couldn't believe. But I continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So then I came home from the army and got her an album. And then through years and years, I've I've lost the album. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna go like high tech. So I was gonna look for the CD. Yeah, yeah. And uh, could not find the CD. I had to import it. So it's very hard to find this. Funny CD. Voice of America. You have to get as an import. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it, but it is continue. on the, you know all the streaming services. So yeah. Uh, but let's, let's go to undefeated. undefeated. why it resonated with me because I was in the army you know this is very much a song about being in the service and, and you know uh, being away from your loved ones and uh, a lot of Vietnam overtones to it and stuff like that so yeah I think that's why I, why I really like this song and ended up getting the cassette and listening to the that's one of those ones we always talk about albums what can you listen to from from start to finish yeah. this is one um, you mentioned Vietnam just real quick like it's in the 80s, Vietnam was only about 20 years away. It was in the 60s. Right. Well, actually, less. No, because 72 is when, when yeah, everybody yeah, came yeah, home. Exactly. So um, it really wasn't that far out. And um, yeah, Vietnam. you remember like every character <laughs> on every TV show for a while was a Vietnam vet. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was in everything. There was this whole period in the eighties where, like, the Magnum PI, Vietnam vet, yep. the A team, Vietnam, Vietnam vets. vets. Like it was like, yeah. oh, it was in yeah. tons of stuff. Everybody was Vietnam. There's tons of movies about that. Yeah. Um, but this was apparently featured in the film Amazing Grace and Chuck, I don't... with Jamie Lee Curtis, Gregory Peck, and William Peterson. Wow. Um, so it has that that connection as there well. There you go. I've yeah, never seen yes. the movie. Don't know it. No. Amazing no. Grace and Chuck. Hmm. That's not a, up and Chuck. Not up and Chuck. It's Amazing Grace and Chuck. Oh my goodness! So that is Woo. it for this part one. We're gonna we'll do this another time. Yeah, we're not gonna do fun. it next week, but we're gonna fun. do it again. I want to. I I do. I want to tell you. I know what we're gonna do next week, and I'm really. Oh, oh you excited? Um, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I, I have nice. I have an erection right now. Oh, is that what that yeah, is? That's what that is. Oh, so it's I just, just you know. Um, wow. here's what's gonna happen next week. We're gonna do a really good show next week we're not going to do new and notable today okay 
We're going to revisit that. Okay. Next week. Because what we're going to do next week mm-hmm. is we're going to do all new and notable. So you got to come up oh, with some okay. news and notable. All right. All right. Okay. And I'm going to come up with some too. And that's going to be the whole podcast. We're going to do our intro and stuff, but we're going to feature just, we're just going to like, okay. it's going to be balls out. Right. N- news, news and notables. Nudes and notables. <laughs> Nudes and notables. Our drummer is always in the nude. Exactly. So I'm going to yeah. like take this out here. One of the bands I want to talk about next week is this band called Hardy mm. that I just heard this this week. Um, Hardy is a, a person, not a obviously. Oh, I, okay. I thought Hardy was a band. I looked. Yeah, like, it's a person. It's a person. It, kind of interesting. Um, but I'll we'll talk about it uh, next week. Okay. Um, I do want to mention real quick. Just I put this I put a link and I'm not gonna get too far in this because you know I love movies like almost as much as I love music. Yes. So um Patrick H. Wellums, if you don't know who he is, he's a great YouTuber, um, very knowledgeable about film. Um, and if you would like to like go like, oh, you know, when I watch movies, like I'm you know, I really like movies, but I'd like to know a little bit mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of about how to maybe look at them in different ways. Sure. Maybe, you know, I could rewatch things and get things out of them. Maybe I didn't get the first time around. Exactly. So he has a, it's a bit long. Um, uh, it's a whirlwind course, how to analyze movies. It's on YouTube. Oh, cool. Uh, it's about an hour and 40 minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's, you could stop and you know youtube now you have the little sections you know you can right, you right. can you know stop in different places and come back to it whatever uh it's really good he's got a cool sense of humor very cool um i watch I, i'm a huge fan of his channels um i believe he actually teaches things about film production stuff over on nebula he's got like a mm. whole thing he's an educator um, okay but yeah um yeah, yeah. If you get a chance to check that out, I think that if you're a movie fan, I think that you will um, appreciate. I think that you will appreciate it, and yeah. I hope you get something, uh, you know, a little bit deeper out of uh, out of a lot of the movies. I think that you already love. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. Um, so next week is gonna be all nude, nude and notable. Nude and notable. Right. Nude and notable. Yeah. Okay. It's gonna be all new and notable. So right, we're gonna then. like we're gonna hunker down. Uh, I ran across. I like I ran across this band this week. I know. I'll, we'll, we'll talk. I'll play them for you next week. They're called Glass beans huh and i don't know what i think of them okay like i don't know if they're brilliant or horse shit and mm-hmm, like I can't, mm-hmm. you know here on the you know this band sometimes it's like is this going over my head <laughs> you know what i mean like am i just not like not smart enough to understand yeah, what's what's yeah. happening you know um <clears throat> but but so so we're gonna we'll have a good time with that there's a t- um and we've we haven't uh alice cooper released a record about three months ago we have n- not mentioned oh, and wow. there's a new stones a new new stone song oh okay um fit features i believe lady gaga interesting yeah so um fascinating did you see the meme real quick speaking of this is nothing to do with lady gaga did you see the meme i sent it to my sister today um if you went back took a time machine back to 1985 and you know and then told people that roseanne Barr would be better looking than madonna <laughs> and then picture of Roseanne. Madonna looks like a freak. I don't know yeah, what she's yeah. doing, you know. Like, and Roseanne is kind of like she's has, aged. Like, she's but yeah, she's but like she's take, still... well. She uh, Roseanne is like she actually looks way better than she did in the eighties. She's right. like lost weight. Yep. She's um she's got like a little bit of a makeover. She's like in better shape. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. She's I, she had like a lot of mental problems. Um. Yeah. And I think that she got herself straightened up. But in any case, um, it was kind of a funny meme floating around. But anyways, um, uh, yeah. So, uh, but we're gonna get into new and notable next week. That'll that'll be the whole show. Cool. We're gonna have a good time with that. And again, I think I'm thinking about making that a kind of regular thing we're gonna do every once in a while, <clears throat> because um. 
I just started realizing that like we need more after we did last week's show we need to, more people curating and putting music forth in front of mm-hmm. people and saying this is something you might want to yeah, check, check out, this out. or we heard this we don't know what to think about it what, what do, do you, you think? think exactly yeah. that 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 <clears throat> sort of thing so um please visit um uh, rockrageradio.com and download the free app don't forget to patronize wolf's customs as well as go to ludini rock and roll circus.com and uh check out all the cool shit we have there all the past podcasts and all kind of fun stuff like that so um all right guys that's pretty much it. Mr. Pittsburgh, is there anything you'd like? Oh, you're doing... Oh, by the way, we're recording on a different day, although right. it doesn't affect when right. the podcast comes out. But you are doing something fun this week. What are you uh, doing? This week, uh, tomorrow, I'm going to a uh, hockey game. It's the Penguins, Pittsburgh Penguins opening game. My daughter and I go to two or three games a, a season, but we've never been to a home opener. So this should be fun. Who are they playing? Uh, Chicago. All right. Chicago, Chicago, we're going to kick your butts. Sweet home, Chicago. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, thank you so much for hanging out. We'll catch you all on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. See ya!